let me ask you this. <laughs> They're looking for a new director. Yeah. The director of Blade 2, a Spanish guy. What's his name? Uh, something like Del Toro or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, who directed the second one. Yeah, the second. Yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. You think he could come back and do do this? You think he he could come back and start the new life? You think any of the directors, including the one from three, do you think any of the directors from the original? Because I believe they used a uh, unique director for each one, didn't they? Yeah, and the third one was the actual. He was the one of the writers. He directed it. It was one of his first, maybe his second movie or first or second movies that he wrote. But he's a he's a uh, writer, and he wrote wrote the story for the uh blade movies he wrote stuff for like dark knight and all that he's he's one of those writers that kind of have all these crazy ideas but you have to have another writer or a good director to kind of restrain the ideas so it's like good stuff in there but it's just almost too much and um and it's funny because with that third movie all the stuff that he was pitching to the first two directors that they were saying no they don't want to have it in there and it's putting it to the side he jammed all that crap into the third movie and because I follow movies and behind the scenes stuff, I remember in the other movies when they were talking about the ideas that was on the cutting room floor that they kind of toyed around with and stuff. And so to my surprise, when I saw that third one where the writer was also the director <laughs> and I saw certain, I was like, I remember those concept art for that. I remember, and I remember the directors not putting that stuff in there or Wesley being like, ah, we don't want that in there. And he, and he put it all in there. And that, <laughs> so let's eliminate him. Um, do you let just asking, do you think Del Toro could come in and say and do something with this new blade? I think he already did his thing. I don't know if he would have anything else to say with it. I, I think that he he did what James Cameron did for the Alien franchise. He got the grunts in there and got the team up and you know made a little slicker, a little edgier, and stuff like that. And so to me, he did that. So that was that version of Blade. Um, yeah. He did Hellboy too, didn't he? Yeah, and Pan's Labyrinth and all that kind of stuff. Dude, let me tell you, Hellboy, one of my favorite movies, Hellboy 1 and 2. Both two, of them. Is, 2 is brilliant. 2 is, yeah. Brilliant. Like, yes. but definitely Hellboy 2. But yeah. um, I wasn't mad at, uh, he did, uh, I'm looking at his pad, I just pulled him up. He did Shape of Water and Pacific yeah. Realm. Yeah. Pacific Realm wasn't bad. Um, but Shape of Water, it won awards. Yeah, it did. It did. And like I said, for him, like I said, for the, like I said, I don't think he would have anything else to say with, not that he's not a good director, but like I said, I, I think that there's probably newer directors now that could, um, benefit from. Give me a, give me a name. Who do you, who do you want to see take on this legacy? Spike Lee. <laughs> Come on, man. Spike you just Lee. said there's new directors and then you said Spike Lee. But okay, Shaka King. He's cool. Okay. What about, oh, Shaka, okay. What about the brother who did, uh, what's his name? Uh, Antoine. Antoine Fuqua? Yeah. Yep. I would think he would be pretty good too. And he's not, he's not a new, he's not a new director He's not either. new. But, but yeah. yeah, but but new blood, and you know, so I yeah. think he would do well, good. Yeah, so uh, Shocker King would be cool. I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. It would probably be somebody that we really don't know, or probably just directed a good episode of a TV show we liked, or, or a TV series yeah. that we liked. There's so many out there. Why not bring back the guy who, who directed Sticky Fingers for that one season back in 2006? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it was just the acting that was kind of bad. I think the whole thing. <laughs> 
I think what, the whole thing was just kind of rough, you know. Um, do you think we would end up with another Blade Three situation if they allowed Mahershala to take on the role of writer and director and star? I don't know his capabilities. I know that he have good intentions, but then you know sometimes that doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Ryan Coogler would be great at the Blade movie, but he got so much other stuff he's doing. Yeah. So but, many he would, but he would be dope at that. I love his style. I like I like how he sees stuff. I like how he grounds stuff. So I think that he would at least have a good script, even if what he couldn't about, direct it. What about uh, the director? What's her name? Uh, Jesus. She did Love and Basketball. She just did The Woman King. I think that my whole, my whole thing with what I would love to see is an African-American director, specifically an African-American director, who, whether they've gotten their chance or not, but I would love to see them get their foot in the door as yeah. far as doing something that is totally different than the uh, Black Panther vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't want something that's going to gather a bunch of Black people into the movie theater to unite uh, behind this person's project. I would like to see this person we know that this person's Black but our love for the craft and the work that they did isn't it's anonymous almost. It's almost as though it's like it supersedes their race. And and, uh, and the and Blade is not a black character to me. Here's the weird thing: if they, I know he is. Don't get me wrong. And and especially when they started to write him uh, in some of the books, and when they start putting Blade, uh, you know, doing guest features like. Blade was in Fal that 2017 run of the Falcon mm -hmm. um, and him and the Falcon did like three, it was like three episodes um, or three issues, I should say. And, right. um, and Blade's black, you know, like it's a black issue with Blade, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's got some stuff where he's worked, where he's does some stuff with Black Panther. He's a part of the Luke Cage, you know, some of the Luke Cage comics. So They've written him into this role. But when I watch those movies, if they were to come back and say Blade is white, which they would never do in a million years, Blade works as a white character to me. Like, I don't see Blade as being specifically black. I've, I've read him in a way where I was like, okay, they made him black. But they made him black by giving him a voice in social justice issues, right? Right. And that's what made him black. So it was tropey black. It wasn't even like the character in itself. I was Marv Wolfman. I think I, mm -hmm. it, it was the. Yeah. He didn't. He couldn't create a. He just cre right. created a vampire that just so happens to be black. Right. Right. I'm grateful for. Right. 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 But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard not to put extra stuff in it. Um, you know, and like I said, because sometimes even if you're black, you could fall into the same tropes as a white person would because we all kind of digest the same stuff. We're fed the same way and we fall into the same stereotypes and things as well. Um, I'll say this, even on the first Blade movie, I don't think that Wesley necessarily played as a black guy. I think that the thing with him and his character was the fact that he was a half blood you know they were mad because he wasn't a pure blood yeah and so they had issues with that 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 kind of took the took the spot of the race thing with him which i thought was kind of interesting because really the only time you really thought of wesley really being a black guy and it was acknowledged that him being a black guy is when the cops just started shooting on him and he's like man, but are you crazy <laughs> so 
times like that is black just got brought up because of how people treated him but it wasn't like a thing that was just like he's walking around and all the vampires the other vampires didn't care for him because he's a black vampire you know um yeah so so i felt he was just you know on the outskirts of things just because of the fact that you know he was almost a better version of a vampire and it was like jealousy and contempt for him because of that you know like you say he had all their all their strengths and none of their weaknesses you know he he is what they wanted to be a vampire that could feed in the middle of the day if he wanted yeah i think it's one of the stronger characters even though it wasn't written he wasn't written or given the opportunity i think it is one of the stronger characters uh, and that goes to show just based off the factor that there wasn't a strong line of books featuring him yeah. for them to even give it a movie. And yeah, I think yeah. that was Marvel's way of also saying Marvel's parent companies at the time, you know, basically saying, we really don't believe in you, you know, so like we can't give you any of these things that we can sell. Right. So you can make your little movie, but you can't make it based off of anything that would actually cost us money. Because, you know, like basically they were out pimping out all of their yeah. characters yeah. and they were like, we're, we're going to keep selling. And so Blade was the perfect, was kind of one of the perfect characters at that time. I think I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger on um, doing a Black Panther or any of those other titles that didn't get sold off at the time. It would have been horrible. I wouldn't have minded Wesley doing the Black Panther, but like I said, those characters were throwaway characters back then. And something like Blade, most people didn't even know it was a Marvel character. They saw the Marvel information, like, you know, on the credits and it was like, that's a, it's based off a comic book? That's before people even knew how that tied in. Like they were actually making comic book IPs into, into movies. And so he really didn't have any eyes looking on it. And then, you know, like I said, it was a clean slate. So he, it was whatever he, whatever he made it to be. And he did just such a good job that that became the standard for that character, where the character even changed in the comic books due to how he played that character. But when you, an IP already exists that is written in a very, uh, I don't want to say the word generic to insinuate that a white gaze is generic, but they took something that was written very neutral where, like I said, Blade could have been white. Mm -hmm. and they threw Wesley's uh, and I'm not saying this as a skin tone thing they threw Wesley's, Wesley's blackness on it Yeah. and now we know Blade has to be black there is no going back there is no playing with it one way or another right. and we can yeah, I can't see this ever being reversed in the comics you know this ain't like uh, Samuel Jackson being uh, you Nick know Fury yeah, like this isn't a like they we we're not gonna do a reverse Nick Fury every ever with Blade. Blade right. will ever forever be what he is, and so whatever they choose to do with this, I'm gonna show up. Mm -hmm. And it, whether they were using a young Asian cat uh, for the director, you know, before uh, the gentleman who just quit. So I don't care who they use. Yeah. I'm always down for you using a black woman. Yeah. you know like please if she fits you know what i'm saying yeah. like if she she can do it throw a regina king in there i don't care throw a that's a good idea too i just want somebody who respects the the ip or have a good angle to it there's something it's, it's kind of like you know you, you want people who to cook to to lower their cooking not that they gotta like everything but you know what i mean but somebody who respects it 
Uh, I know it doesn't guarantee anything, but something about loving what you do make you go that extra step. Even even if you really love it, even if you think you got it down pat, you're gonna double check and triple check just to be sure because you care that much. Yeah. I think that Kevin Feige thought the blade was gonna be a cheap date, and then when Mahershala knocked on that door and says, "I'm ready to go," and he couldn't turn down that date, and now he don't want to pay that pay that money. You know, can't afford that meal now. And, and it's interesting. Like I said, we'll see. Do I think he's a, a great actor? I do. Do I think that Marvel at this time is offering the type of Blade movie that he would like to do? I don't think so. That was never their plan. And it's kind of like, well, you know, you got steak dreams, but you're going you're gonna to get a burger. I don't know if that's, I think that's going to be the rub. Because he's going to constantly want more and they're going to constantly try to give him some basic stuff on top of that, that's not even decide even the angle to go with the character like they had three years man three years for a story three years the pandemic shut some things down but you're right three years yeah. to write i ain't say shoot anything you could write during the pandemic you should you have time to write that's why i started a podcast because of the pandemic i got a lot done <laughs> i didn't write no script but you know i've done yeah. I've, I've been busy so uh, we'll see um but I, I will say i'm not surprised like i said even when he was announced i knew it was gonna be something i didn't know what it was gonna be i didn't know it was gonna be all this and we still know everything but i you know from the angle of the character and his portrayal of the character and Marvel and then their kind of cookie cutter situation of it all fitting together and you're laying all this kind of stuff and you want to please everybody and you got to bring the kids and all the other kind of stuff. All that stuff is going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, and we'll see now this should be rated R this new Deadpool movie with, with Wolverine in it. This should be rated R, but we'll see. If that's yeah. going to get clipped, we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't think you can mess with with Deadpool. I think you have it has to be rated R. They, the they, they had they had a PG thirteen version that they had in the theaters. I went to go check it out, and I don't know if it was just funny to me because I knew what the original one was, or it was just witty as a PG thirteen. I can't tell. Yeah. But I would hate for that to be the thing that version to be the actual thing that you have to be stuck with. If you're gonna bring Wolverine into the storyline. I want it rated R based off yeah. of action. I yeah. don't want it. I, I mean, if you want to get, I believe that Ryan Reynolds can hold his own in a PG-13 script. He does not yeah. need to be vulgar. I honestly believe that about, because I watched that that version yeah, too. It's pretty good. And I was like, yeah, this, this isn't bad. So I'm never mad at that. But Deadpool, like even reading the comics, Deadpool is not really that raunchy. I mean, yeah. it's it's funny, it's corny sometimes, but it's not based off of needing to be raunchy. Right. And so I think the big thing is, I don't ever want to see Wolverine in a situation where um, he's just showing up to have dialogue. You know, like I want him in some action. Well, you know, every presentation of Wolverine in a movie has been PG-13, except for Logan, which was the last one. But yeah. all those other versions of Wolverine and all those other movies, Ryan Singer movies and all that stuff, they were always, it was always PG, PG-13. So we never really seen him let loose. And if he did, it was on these guys in the dark and you couldn't tell or some robots or something. It was never... Um, yeah, that's true. Or, yeah, or blood and stuff like that. It never really was that, you know. 
like I said, Logan was the one where he actually was lopping off body parts and stuff. I loved it. But yeah, it would deserve a movie that's going to be no holds barred, especially a, a miracle of having Hugh Jackman come back for that character one more time, especially with Deadpool. If Disney's smart, they just let them do what they want to do and, you know, sort it out afterwards. <laughs> They definitely don't need, uh, when it comes to just the whole idea that I'm excited that we got mutants coming in, all these things, they really can't go wrong. The future is theirs. Even with this Blade project, the future is theirs. If Blade's not going to be successful, it's not going to be any sweat off our back. The original Blade fans, I always have the original Blade movies. Right. You can't undo those. Uh, it won't matter. Just like if they make a new Fantastic Four, it's going to erase the old Fantastic Four because you really can't do worse. That's um, true. That's <laughs> oh, sad, but true. Like, I think this is really just a matter of, and I know firsthand from working with, uh, with a friend of mine who currently has a comic book in, you know, in production uh, with the production deal. And I know listening and seeing what he's, you know, what they're going through with their scripts and everything. This is common, you know, like this is very common to just be like, okay, we've got, we got the director and the director doesn't, and the director is like, oh, okay, oh, now we got a script, but now we need a new director and okay, yeah. now, you know, and nothing ever happens. One of the things that's going on right now that I'm really proud of, Trill League, uh, 50 Cent, you know, option, Trill League, independent comic book, digital comic book and Anthony Piper put it out and where everyone was excited and then 50 cents uh, production company did a deal with Quibi because they were offering the most money at the time yeah. and it folded yeah. after like a month or two of you know and so that put everything you know on hold and now just this week they just announced deals back on they found a new home for it and so it's like, okay, and it's a new writer. Last time they had scripts and everything already written, was ready to go into animation and, and uh, getting the voiceover actors and everything. Now it's a whole new project. And now it's a, it's a new writing process all over again, yeah. which is an exciting thing when you want to see, you know, you want to see something good like this put out. But stuff like this takes a long time. That first Blade movie probably was a three or four or five year process we just didn't know that kind of stuff yeah yeah so hopefully like i'm with you man like it's not it's not gonna be blade two but it's gonna be better than blade three <laughs> no matter what they do man yeah. it's yeah. gotta be better than blade three it's got to yeah it's got to it's nothing <laughs> i'm gonna go and watch it i'm gonna finish it <laughs> i'm gonna finish it when you asked me to do this, I said, I need to go finish this. So I know what I'm talking about. And I didn't. I like, I went through my Spotify and was like, I was <laughs> discovering. I was like, what's this, this the Russell kid everybody talking about? You know, and I just went trying to discover. But I did not finish watching Blade 3. But I will. And we'll talk about it when you get done. Like I said, we could. Yeah. That'll be a fun little conversation for sure. Yeah. Watch The Woman King. I'm interested in hearing what you're going to say to your friends about it. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm. It's, it's my next movie. I'm. I'm gonna go see. So, all right, Drew, man, it was great catching up with you. Um, where can the folks hear more about you? Find out more about you and your going ons. Um, you know what? Nowhere, man. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, no, 
<laughs> no, you know what? Be looking out for. Uh... You always doing something, man. You always got something up your sleeve. What you What you working on? What's 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 uh, going on? What you got? I, you know, I, I work behind the scenes with a lot of things. Uh, I am working with the Alice Street uh, documentary, which has been out for a couple of years now. It's about the gentrification of uh, of Oakland, um, oh, wow. of downtown Oakland. And so it's an interesting film. Uh, definitely, if, if it's screening near you, uh, go out and see it. And um, But I'm going to be working on doing some podcast working, work around that. If, if you know... You know, in the past, I've worked on a post-production work on a film about gentrification. And so this is just another film about gentrification. And so I was asked to to come in and help with that. Also going to be picking up doing some work with an immigration project uh, wow. coming out real soon. So next time I'm on, maybe I can give you a link to a few of the episodes. Yeah, wow. man, that's, that's the latest, latest and greatest uh, of what's going on around my way. I love it, man. I love it. All right. So that was Jay and Drew. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening, and please like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show, along with my other shows entitled The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast and The J and Podcast, available now on all streaming platforms. Until next time, peace.